Real news. True, honest, and not fake news. All right. Oh, I was going to say the welcome, but okay. You always do the traditional all right, which is pretty good. Welcome, family and kids. No, not really. Here's another episode of Real News Uncensored Summer Edition. Have fun. Sun's out. Bun's out. Get ready. Get that beach body out. Go to the beach. You know, get some beach babes. I don't know mm. what you do. But you know I'm doing that. The real news. Yes. But anyways, so today, you know, we're going to go over a few topics. And uh, the first thing, it's it's been popping up quite a bit. We have these issues, you know, this big thing in the news, illegal fa- alien family separation. And it was started by a false meme, by multiple <laughs> false memes, actually. And this is done by the propagandists at uh, Times Magazine and uh, CNN, you know, the usual suspects. <laughs> and they put, like, this uh, this picture. There's this little girl over there on the Times uh, article. And then you see Trump, and the little girl's crying, and then Trump's looking down. And it's supposed to be this symbolic uh, gesture. It's like, oh, look, we're tearing these little kids away from their families. You know, it's such a terrible thing. Well, here's the real news about that particular um, incident. So the uh, woman, she wasn't actually, like the mother wasn't actually a refugee. You know, there, it came out a couple of days later that the father went uh, to the news to discuss, you know, he, he was kind of a little bit of a, uh, like a little beta cuck kind of Make I feel bad for the dude because his wife, you know, just took, you know, kidnapped, you know, without his permission and consent. And I, you know, as a as a man, you know, I wouldn't give consent to have my child brought all the way over to America, because there's like an eighty percent, you know, the wife and the kid. There's an eighty percent chance that you know, women and children they're gonna get raped on their uh, way to America. So that's not exactly good odds. You know, most of the time, significantly, you know, there's going to be rape. But anyways, you know, this kid, this this little baby, they have all these little pictures out. You know, she came over here and, like, the border ice, like, caught the caught the woman and the child somewhere, you know, north of the border. And uh, they had a little picture of the kid crying. And they were saying, oh, she was torn from her mother's arms. Well, actually, that's fake news. The real story is that she, you know, like they, were, they took the kid out and they questioned the, the mom. They, you know, they did what they would. And then, you know, pretty pretty immediately they brought them together and put them into some sort of holding facility. And I wouldn't be surprised, though, if the mom did get sent to uh, prison because she, this was the second time that she came across the border illegally into the United States. Now, she comes from a, uh, you know, either Central or South American country, and she, the, the husband let everyone know that they're not, you know, doing any, they're not, the only reason she's coming over here is to make more money. She's not a refugee. You know, he kind of used this weird language, but the fact was he had a decent job and she, she's not really fleeing anything. You know, she's just looking for, you know, greener grass in another country. And she kidnapped the baby and brought the baby with, with her. And, you know, I kind of feel bad for, I really do feel bad for the father because he's kind of put in this weird situation. And if I was a dad, I'd probably divorce this woman and take her to court because, you know, kidnapping a child and, you know, running, you know, she was probably, uh, you know, assaulted sexually by these uh, coyotes is what they call them, the human traffickers. Just based on statistics, it probably happened to her. And, you know, if I was a father, you know, you know, a husband, I wouldn't, you know, I'd be very pissed because she knowingly did this. And this wasn't the first time she came over illegally. And once you do it twice, that's a felony. You know, you do it once, that's a misdemeanor. And, uh, you know, it's going to probably hurt your chances to come in legally. You do it two times, you know, there's a prison sentence usually associated with that. Now, she is a female, which in the United States and in most, you know, pretty much every other country, Females actually tend to get less prison sentences, so she'll probably end up out. She might go to jail for a little bit. You know, I doubt she'll, like, stay in jail for the full two years. But this was a false meme, and it's precipitating this this big issue that the left is bringing up about these uh, kids who, you know, when your, your mother, you know, your family comes over illegally, and traditionally, you know, what they've been doing because in the Obama years, if you had a family and you brought your kids over, you, you probably won't be coming and you got caught, you probably won't end up going to prison. 
because you had the kids with you. You'd be, you'd be treated a lot better if you had kids. And so the smugglers learned this, and they started to go and bring kids, you know, encourage people to bring their kids with them. Sometimes the kids aren't actually related to them, which, you know, that's another issue. People want to go and say, you know, hey, you know, you have these kids, you're tearing them from your their parents' arms. Well, how do you know they're actually the parents? Because well, they a good can chance. figure it out. They have wow. records, and they can, the Border Patrol agents check it out, like, when they go catch them. It's, 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 it could take time, though. You know, that, that's, you know, if they don't have any documents with them, which if you were undocumented, that kind of means you don't have documents with, it, with you generally, you know, if you use uh, the etymology of the word undocumented. So you won't have the documents and you're taking, you know, one person's word, you know, against another. And, they, and oftentimes they might not have any paperwork. And if they do have paperwork, there's a good chance it could be uh, forged or stolen paperwork. So that's an issue, and that costs money, and that costs time to go and figure out. And, you know, there's a good chance you know, it might not be the actual parents. It could be some coyote who claims it's their parents, and they could be a pedophile, given the 80% rape rate of uh, women and children across the border. It would, it would not be very surprising if these people were claiming to be their parents so they could get easy access to children. And it's disgusting, and that's why they need to go and put these kids in a, until they can figure out if they're actually related or not, they need to go and have a location where they put the kids because it might not be safe. And, you know, it's, it's very contentious. And the left is like, oh, you know, you can't, they need to be kept together. So you have a couple options. You know, first option, if you want to keep them together, you know, throw, the only other way you could do is to throw the kids in prison with the parents, but that's not morally acceptable to go and put kids in with their, in like an adult prison, you know, they're not created to house children. And, you know, those prisons, they can get, you know, if you ever, you know, watch any prison documentaries, you know, there's a lot of uh, adult behavior, we'll say, that goes on in these prisons. You know, that's why you put soap on a rope, because you don't want to drop the soap in prison. And another option, which is the one that the left is, uh, you know, putting forward, is to let them go until you can figure that out, at which point there's a good chance they'll probably hightail it out of the border region and try to go and make it up north where they will be less likely to be caught. And that's not good either because, you know, that, that defeats the purpose. And it takes a lot more resources to go and catch them. If you catch them once, what, what in an ideal world should happen? You figure out, okay, are you related? Are you related? You put the kids, you know, in a little place for a, a short period of time while you go and figure out the paperwork because it, it you know it's going to take some time and then you put the parents and the kids back together and then you deport them together to wherever country they came from because they're not they should not be in the united states so they came here illegally that's insulting to people you know people who came here legally it's insulting to you know family you know the the kids of the parents who came here legally when you have illegal immigrants cut in line and then they expect to get amnesty because that's ultimately what the left wants because these people, you know, these illegal immigrants tend to vote for, uh, you know, liberal policies because that's what got them here. And when the left says, oh, we'll make you legal citizens, you know, of course they're going to vote for them. And a lot of times for the ones that do flee, you know, violence, a lot of times, you know, they're, they're fleeing these countries because their countries are so bad. But when you have undocumented immigrants, how do you know that, you know, the gangsters aren't coming over? Um, we've mentioned before the MS-13 uh, infiltrating, like, middle schools. This is a serious issue. It's not just MS-13. They have cartels. They have, like, well, like the Latin kings. They have, like, Mexican mafia. You have all sorts of these gangs coming over. And they go and play at this. You know, they smuggle drugs up north, and then they smuggle guns down south. And it's a sort of a reciprocal trade that goes on that, you know, breeds more crime. And we need to go and put a stop to this. And the only way to do that is to build a wall, enforce the border of the United States, and uh, deport. You know, we need to have a good border patrol to go and actually do it. We need to have ICE agents. And they left. They want to go and, like, uh, defund ICE. They want to get rid of ICE. They want them to no longer uh, be in existence. And they but, want to dox them now, too. Yeah, they're going after their, their family. Yeah. Um, and what, See, my, I've been trying to piece together some information on this because this is a very... It sounds simple. The left framing is simple because for persuasive reasons, but this is a very complicated kind of topic. 
And a lot of people are shifting the blame wherever they want. But basically, yeah, I'm not going to come out and say these are the ultimate true facts. So please fact check me and say in the comments if I'm wrong because this is very confusing. But from what I've understood, these parents were being put, you know, when they catch the parents with the kids, they would put the parents in jail, but they would detain the kids with HHS, which is where you see those pictures where they're in these, you know, facilities on the border. Some of them were really nice looking, you know, and had, you know, pool tables and, you know, beds and nice rooms, all kinds of stuff. And some of them were bad and dirty and whatnot. Some would argue that's because ICE is underfunded. I would tend to agree with that. I'm not one to say, oh, if you throw more money at this, it will fix that. I'm not one who tends to say that. But in this case, I think that is a clear sign of underfunding. Um, especially since, you know, you know the uh, illegal crossings have now started to increase again. Uh, but... The the number of families that have been separated is only around like 2,300. Okay, so that's not a lot, but that doesn't mean it's not a problem either. I think this definitely is a problem, but this is a problem that's been happening for a long time. This just doesn't happen overnight, you know? It could, theoretically, with the number of crossings, but, it, it, you know, that still doesn't make sense because not all most of them aren't families. Um and many of, you know, these people bring their families, here's a fact many don't really know, is that in order to get the benefits from the government in many states, you know, if you're a solo, single, you know, hombre that comes over and you apply for these government programs, you don't get it because, you know, you're just on your own. You do not qualify for these things. But if you come as a family, which means you have kids and a wife, I would assume, but if you come as what's called a family, then you get these benefits. Then you get a lot of these programs. That's kind of like a loophole in the system, I guess you could say. You know, of course, in California, it's probably 10 times easier. But that's a misconception when people say, oh, all these legals get, you know, benefits. Well, yes and no. Yes, a lot of them do because they'll have families. And the families is how they get the benefits. But, you know, if they're alone, they don't get it. But that's a clarification at that point. And... Well, it depends on what state too, because I know, like yes. in Maryland, they're giving them in-state tuition for coming here illegally. You know, I pay taxes into you know the United States significantly. You know, I'm I'm paying a good amount of my money into the income tax, so then it goes for these people who don't contribute the same amount or like in percentage-wise into the tax. Cause they're only paying like sales tax; they don't pay income tax because it's all under the table. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. Like when people say, "Oh, illegals." pay lots of taxes. I'm like, well, first of all, how are you getting those statistics? The only way you could get those statistics if you get, you know, people that are declared illegals and they're paying taxes, uh, which I would think is a small percentage because they do a lot of things so that they don't get caught. They do a lot of things so that they don't get called on, uh, they don't get, you know, someone doesn't ring up the ICE hotline and gets them deported. So, like you said, they get paid under the table. They work for these businesses that pay them under the table so the businesses can hire cheap you know modern slave labor essentially and they don't have you know they don't have to report to the government so they don't know these people are working for them so they don't exist so that's a you know always a strange notion they make that oh a lot of illegals pay taxes that doesn't make any sense because why would they um not saying you know of course you know all illegals don't pay taxes but uh you know, at the same time, you know, like in California, you can get a driver's license if you're a legal immigrant. You can get college for free if you apply and get certain things. Like, there's a lot of benefits, especially in California, that illegals get. But back to the issue at hand uh, that's kind of been resolved, which is, well, Trump made an executive order. He said, fine, you guys want me in family separations? Because he was getting called out by the, both the left and the right. Uh, and he, he made an executive order ending the family separations which I personally think was the right move. But what's funny about that is the executive order, you know, it's not going to, you know, immediately, you know, reunite these families, obviously. But that's not the point. The point of the executive order is to calm the storm, to calm people down, which is what it did. You know, people have already kind of stopped talking about this thing for the most part. You know, of course, Congress will have to make some sort of legislation. But at the very least, it gets Congress off their butts and, 
you know, encourages them to actually do something on immigration and hopefully create a package, you know, that's, uh, that has Trump's four pillars he talked about in his State of the Union speech, which include things like end catch and release, um, end the visa lottery, end all these loopholes, uh, create a merit-based immigration system, and build the wall with full funding, which I hope we finally get. Uh, and then, of course, pathway citizenship slash, you know, something to fix DACA. I don't know what you call it, but that's the compromise he'll make is a fix DACA. And then now this thing. That is hopefully what we will get, because that will be the best immigration thing we'll get probably ever, and it'll be the best thing we would have, you know, we would get in a long, long time. Um, of course, that's, you know, I'm thinking long term on this in terms of the reaction to this uh, story, but uh, I want to remind people that this family separation policy was happening under Bush and Obama. If somebody tells you this wasn't happening, that's not true. That it was definitely happening. There are pictures that have spread on social media of children in aluminum foil laying on the floor in cages. That was all during 2014. The Trump administration cleaned a lot of things up because one of the things they did do was increase funding for more border security, more border you know patrol, and just you know, enhance funding for the border uh, you know in general. And so that's probably why I saw all these things get a lot nicer. Uh, if you don't believe me, if you do not believe me that this was happening under Obama, Obama's own DHS secretary said that this happened under the Obama administration and that it was, quote, necessary. So yes, this was happening, and I'd argue it was much worse, but then again, this time around, there was selective outrage. Why, why this happened? I mean, this is a whole other discussion itself, but I have to bring it up. The Democrats realized that they had, um, you know, Trump had all this, like, winning, North Korea, big win. Job numbers coming out, big win. Uh, There's something else that he did recently that was a big win. But although uh, the IG report, the IG report, that looks really bad for Clinton and the Democrats. So they really need something to change the tide here. And I, I, I honestly think what they did was is they they hunted and pecked for a juicy issue, and they found one, and they put this out in the media. They started getting foes out. They started doing a lot of things because it's a great, great, great thing. Uh, to get gain traction with because it's a very visual thing. They have pictures. It involves the best thing ever, which is children. And we all know politicians always hide behind the three biggest uh, things in the world, which is the flag, the Bible, and children. They will hide behind those things all the time, as George Carlin would say. And that's what you've seen with this, and that's where you see these fake pictures, these fake memes that you're talking about. It's all star on that false meme, really, of that kid in the cage. And he's, like, crying and whatnot, but he... You know, that was actually at a protest that wasn't in this, you know, immigration detention facility. And then, of course, the fake time cover comes out, which was extremely misleading, you know, making you think that this child was separated from her parents when she, in fact, wasn't, according to her own father. So you're seeing selective outrage because they need to shift it. And, you know, now that's blowing up with their face with the next topic we're talking about, but I'll let you respond to what I was just saying. But it's just, you know, it's... You know, I think it's going to backfire on them, but it was a big outrage culture once again. Well, here's the thing: like, you know, people should be protesting because they want to increase your your taxes. They want your taxpayer money to go to go and fund more of these illegal immigrants' uh, detention facilities. I don't want that. I don't want it to be funded. I don't want any increase to that. I want an increase to border security. If you're coming over here illegally, you need to face the consequences. We can't be offering these people like free. You know. They're, they're given a lot of stuff they shouldn't be given necessarily. Like, I've seen videos with them with PlayStation 4s, with, yeah. like, Avengers yeah. posters. You know, that's that's excessive in my opinion. They should be given the bare minimum because we don't want to encourage this. Yeah, I and, agree uh, with that. Because I think, yeah, they're, you can even argue it's being overfunded for that stuff. But, uh, you know, they should be treated well and all that because, you know. They're treated it, too well. They're, you know, there's, there's American veterans out there who are homeless. Yeah. And then you have these illegal immigrants over here who've done nothing for this country, who are actively subverting this country, and you know they get you know, they get treated like uh, you know they they get a place of sane food to eat, and you have homeless veterans out there starving on the streets, addicted to opiates that they're given at the VA hospitals because they didn't want to actually fix the problems, and that's what we should be putting that money towards. But well, you know you like, can put you know, it both ways though, like you don't have to do one or the other. Like see. And then another thing too, like you mentioned, the income tax. 
Well, here's a here's a good. You know, I, I think I wish the left would agree on this. Let's abolish the income tax, and then you know they'd be paying exactly as much. They'd be paying more in taxes if we just tax everything else instead of paying an income tax. You know, that'd be a good way to uh, get them to go and pay their fair share of the illegal immigrants. But of course, they'll never agree with that. Mm, yeah. You know, they fund their uh, social security, you know, for all these illegal immigrants and all these, you know, fancy services that people don't pay into. Like what we need to go and do is, uh, you know, fund the, if, if we, if anything, we should like, you know, for every dollar that goes into, uh, you know, anything related to the border, you know, 90, not like, you know, 99% should go or 95% or at the very least 90% should go towards, you know, the wall and border patrol and then like between one and 10%, you know, goes into detention facilities. I think that would be a fair compromise. Mm, I don't know about that because dealing with percentages, I don't know. And I don't know how much money it would take because the problem is if you make these detention facilities like crap and you're like, you're mistreating people, the optics would look so bad that they would use it for justification to pull all funding from border security and then you'd have more illegals flowing in. You'd have all kinds of stuff. The wall wouldn't get built. You know, there'd be less border patrol agents. Like, that's that's the thing. That's why I said Trump made the right move with this, because you need the optics to be squeaky clean. You got to treat these people well, not too well. You know, not PlayStation 4s and, like, you know, uh, Xboxes and all that crap. But treat them well, give them food, clothes, all that. Give them a bed to sleep in. That's pretty much all you need. You know, of course, water. You know, Keep the families together if the situation is justified in that case. And then, you know, so you have clean, good optics there. And then, yeah, obviously we need a lot more funding for the wall, a lot more funding for this other stuff. But you can do both things. Like, you can fund these attention facilities and fund the wall. But the Democrats won't play it as all or nothing. It's, well, Trump's just using this to get his wall funding, so we're not going to support anything. Like Chuck Schumer was saying, he's not going to support any legislation to uh, keep families together. That just shows you they don't care about the children. They don't care about any, you know, of, of the real issue. They're just playing politics. And, you know, that, that, that's the sickening part of the matter, to be honest with me, is the fact that they really don't care here. They really don't. I knew they didn't. You know, these, these Democratic politicians didn't care. But it, when they, at least Chuck Schumer came out and said he didn't care. I don't know if that makes it worse or better, but, like, you could say he was honest. Well, see, and I, and I think, too, if you bring your kid over here and, you know, your kid gets raped, I think the parents should be charged with, uh, you know, a, a child molestation. Endangering your sense. child. Oh, yeah, like reckless endangerment, and uh, you know, they should be registered as a sex offender because they, they know the stats. They know it's not a safe place for kids, and they should go and check for that. And that way, you know, they'll be marked for the rest of their life for endangering their kids, and they should be. But that's disgusting. The, the dangers that they put their kids through just yeah. so they can come over here and get some benefits. Like, you know, they're, they're the, some of the absolute worst parents out there who would do that. Now, like, you know, if you, were, if you were really concerned and you really want your kids to be safe, they have, in pretty much every country, there's like a U.S. consulate. You can go there if you, if you are an actual refugee. But the people who come over here chances are they're probably not actually refugees. They're probably just economic migrants. It's the same situation that's going on in Europe right now. And it's coming, you know, right across our borders, you know, different people, different locations, but the same sort of issue where you have, you know, maybe like 3% are actual refugees and the rest are like economic migrants looking to uh, game the system. And mm. then they'll end up bringing the problems that made their places not so great places over here and then eventually turn our country into not so safe, not so great place like what happened in uh you know britain what's happening in france yeah what's happening in germany we don't want that over here and that's why we need to go and support the border wall yeah we need to support you know if they want you they're going to talk about common sense guns common sense <laughs> you know this and that yeah. common sense border border security yes. common sense immigration laws let's talk about that yes i agree i i want to make that clear like because i i kind of sound like i'm a you know, I'm like center left with this, but no, I still want to build that wall. Like this should be a, cause this would stop parents from bringing their kids who didn't choose to do this, but forcing their kids on this, you know, dangerous journey where like you said, 8% of mothers or 8% of women that try to cross board, get raped and uh, kids yeah, and kids. So you're putting them in extreme danger. Cause Mexico is an extremely dangerous country, extremely dangerous. I would never travel there. It's so dangerous. 
but you know, we need to build a wall like ASAP, and we need to secure the border, and we need to you know deport people. Now, I I know that you know we're not going to deport everyone, and it's not going to happen. Believe me, but we need to uh, deter people from coming in, and we need to do it humanely, obviously. But you need to um, just start doing something, because that's part of the problem. Is like con- you know people on the right have been, you know, sort of whiny at Trump. They're like, oh, Trump isn't building the wall. And it's like, well, you got to realize that Trump has his hands tied behind his back. He can't just build the wall. He's not an emperor. He's not a dictator. He's the president of a republic. And he needs Congress's approval and Congress to authorize the budget. And the Republicans in Congress have been sitting on their butts doing nothing about it. And Paul Ryan's been a cuck. And not done a thing about it, and oh, you're only given like little like pennies towards it to fix some parts of you know walls, you know fences that are already there, not even walls. Um, which is why I emphasize anybody listening that if you're sitting there undecided on whether to vote in midterms or not, like this should be a no-brainer. If you don't vote, you know for midterms in the midterms for Republicans, the Democrats going to take over Congress. Trump's not going to get anything done. You're going to lose your tax cuts, so you're going to lose money, you know, going in, extra money going into your pocket. You're going, to, you're going to lose, you know, Second Amendment rights. They're going to chip away at it. Uh, the wall isn't going to get built. They're going to stop the wall from being built completely. More illegals are going to flood in. You know, the economy is going to tank. And you're going to have people like Maxine Waters staying in power. You're going to have people that are uh, encouraging the harassment of Trump supporters and anybody that they disagree with, to be in power. Do you really want somebody like that in power? Well, here's the thing, too. If you want Trump to go and build the wall, protest. Go and go up, go to, like, Washington. Go to wherever people yeah. go and protest. Go to the state capitol with picket signs and demand that a border wall be built. We need to go and see conservative activism. You yep. have no armchair no armchair activism. Don't. It's, it's beyond the point where we can just have memes. They're already censoring that. But they can't sense you going on the streets with protest signs. Do your marches. That's what the left has been doing. Yep. Do that for right wing causes. Build the border wall. Protest for that. You know, end of discussion. I think you know. I think we hit that pretty well. Yeah. March but, uh, for our wall. <laughs> march. Yeah. March. March for our uh, our country. You know. Yes. But anyways, you know, speaking of um, you know activism, mm. so uh, Sarah Sanders was uh, harassed and kicked out of a restaurant in uh, Lexington, Virginia, called the Red Hen, mm-hmm. and because she was in the uh, in the you know cabinet, and by this you know radical left wing uh, you know terrible business or terrible business practice, just harassing people, and I hope she takes them to court. You know, even if they don't win, just go and harass the crap out of the country, out of the company with a lawyer's feast until they get the picture. Because the left does this all the time. We saw what happened with the gay baker, and that actually makes sense. There's a reason for that. And you know, and they would, they'd still bake the person a cake. They didn't kick the person out. They just don't want to. They just don't want to make a gay marriage cake. But for this, they just flat out kick the person out of the restaurant for you know for her job and that's that's i think that should be unlawful discrimination and this isn't the only time too there's been a, a bar in chicago that's banning people with maga hats on mm, you know, that's not gonna already, get trolled at all <laughs> uh, there's another place that like banned people with crosses like on their necklaces i uh, i forget the actual location but i saw an article a few months ago about this and you know like the left they're bringing us back into like the into the times, you know, like the pre-civil rights era where people mm. were banned from places, mm. you know, and, and the colleges, of course, they do this too. And they have like black-only dorms, black-only like uh, fraternities and sororities. You know, if you want to go and bring us back to like Jim Crow era, um, you know, it's, <laughs> it's up to you. You know, I, I like it the way that the that has been for the past, you know, like 40, 50 years where people could go to any restaurant as long as you dress appropriately. And these days, you know, that pisses me off. I went to a um, what was it, Ruth Chris Steakhouse, and there was people. They weren't even dressed up there. These and they had brought like these little babies that was crying. They, you're paying a hundred dollars for like a steak or This is a very expensive place to go. You know, you're paying good money to eat this food. Then you have these like rambunctious kids. They're on their Snapchat fence. And they well, this one kid had this like god awful light contraption on there, and it, mm. it was almost like a spotlight. It was just like shining oh. everywhere. 
really distracting. They're talking on their phones. You know, kick those people out people out of places because that that's not, you know, based on the color of their skin. That's not based on their political ideology. But when you start doing that, you know, just kicking people out because they're Christian or they're conservative or they're white, you know, that's that, that's a clear line where that's drawn. You know, it's one thing if you don't want to bake some like a white pride, you know, cake or a gay marriage cake, but it's a completely different issue when you just straight up kick someone out. You know, that's that's wrong and you know that that should be in violation of the Civil Rights Act. It's probably not because they didn't word it like that. But no, you know, and even even that's just bad business practices. Yes, and, that's what I always say. If the left is going to do that, I think that the right, you know, a right wing restaurant should, um, you know, I, I I would go and if they keep on doing this, I wouldn't mind having a restaurant pop up that you know bans CNN reporters, <laughs> bans uh, you know Antifa members. Well, I think they should all be banned because they're a terrorist group. But bands like, uh, you know, if they want to go and play this game, the right should, you know, do the same thing. I'm sure people, they'd still get a sizable fan base. Well, you know, the one thing you've got to mention, because I actually just learned about tonight, but when Sarah Sanders, um, you know, was kicked out of that restaurant, you know, she sent a tweet talking about, and she said that, you know, that she left peacefully, and she just, she just left. She said, okay, you're not going to serve me. I'm just going to you know, respectfully leave. But the plot thickens because Sarah and her husband went home, but her children were with her too, and they, you know, they still wanted to go out and eat, so they went to a restaurant nearby. The fucking owner of the Red Hen followed Sarah Huckabee Sanders' kids to that restaurant they moved to and organized a protest there. Is that fucking stalking at this point? <laughs> like, what's wrong with you that you're like, you hate somebody so much that you're, you know, staging protests against their children? Like, look, I think all, all businesses should be allowed to deny service for one simple reason. Because if you're not allowed to deny service, that means you're forced to provide service. And when you're forced to provide services, you are... A slave. Yeah, that's right. Which is something I am against. And the left says they're against too, slavery. But they're against it selectively. Because uh, you see the meme, which is, Oh, yo, you Christians, or, or you conservative Christians are all okay with gays getting denied service, but Sarah Huckabee Sanders gets it, and you get outrage. Well, not exactly. One, I like how you guys don't like the outrage thrown right back at you. Two, we're not bringing this to the fucking Supreme Court and, like, doing fucking marches, at least not yet. That'd be funny if that does happen. Um, but three, which is that we are consistent with our principles here. At least, you know, most people are. And I'm sorry that that's happening and you guys tend to not be consistent. Because, um, you know, I generally, like, as a business, I wouldn't deny people service. Mostly because it's just stupid. And mostly, you know, it's just unnecessary. Like, you're, you're literally throwing money out the door. You're literally throwing money out the door. You're literally saying, okay, I'm not going to serve you just because I don't like you or because who you sleep with. It's like, okay, that's kind of stupid. You're just, like, I don't know why you do that. To me, it's just, it's mean, it's stupid, it's bad business, like you said. You know, just serve Sarah Huckabee Sanders, and now your restaurant will be famous, and you'll get more people fucking visiting. But now... They're probably gonna get boycotts and like their their Yelp and uh and uh TripAdvisor reviews were getting trolled, which I thought was kind of funny. Like people were putting in negative reviews and like trolly reviews. Yeah, like Yelp, Yelp. Which by the way, I hate Yelp. I can't stand Yelp. But you know, I've had to get and use them before for a uh, business purposes. Oh really? And yeah, as a company, no, they like harass. They'll keep calling you. Oh, you need, oh, you schedule time to go and talk about these pay for features. No, thank you. They call up again the next day, and they called up, you know, my relative who I was working on it with, Jeez. and then they and I told them not to go and contact her. I'd be the point of contact, and then eventually they stopped. That month later, month or two later, they start doing it again. They're a terrible company, but then, you know, and then you'll see all sorts of reviews about them and saying that if you don't buy their paid for services, that the good reviews tend to get deleted and the bad reviews tend to stay there. I won't be surprised if that's what's going on. That's that's mm. the reviews I've seen about Yelp. You yeah, know, personally, I wouldn't use a service, but you know they and then they started to go and you know because they started to go and uh, stop people from they stop reviews because people are putting negative reviews because they're being uh, discriminatory. 
that's bullshit. That's not free market. You know, yeah. I hope Yelp. I hope Yelp just like you know, they need to get they need to get some flack for this because what that company did. You know, if there's a white supremacist restaurant, you know, or, or, or a restaurant that denied service straight up to gay people, they'd probably let them keep reviews if not just kick that restaurant off of Yelp. Oh yeah. But no, they they go and kowtow to the left. You know, they go and the and they let them do whatever they want, and that's what really. Uh, you know, it grinds my gears. Well, and like, this isn't the first time that's happened. Like, Yelp has done this before where they purge, you know, what they call, you know, trolly or, you know, fake reviews or whatever. You know, and essentially they, they do get rid of some, like, actual fake reviews, but they mostly get rid of reviews that are negative and hurt these businesses. You know, because you gotta remember, like, Yelp is a powerful thing because people look at it and they see, oh, this business has five stars. Okay, I'm gonna go eat here. And the ones with higher ratings, you know, come up higher on the list. So these these restaurants may also be lobbying Yelp, saying, "Hey, you better get rid of these reviews, or else you know, we're going to do this, this, and that." And like, you know, they probably make all kinds of threats. But like I said, this isn't the first time this has happened because you uh, remember when Amy Schumer's uh, Netflix special dropped and it was a total bomb. You know, it just like Amy Schumer is just bad to begin with, but like she managed to be even more unfunny which is impressive, if I'm honest. And she did this comedy special, if you can even call it comedy, and everybody hated it. And she had, like, one-star reviews on Netflix, and she blamed it on alt-right trolls. No, it's just because you're fucking unfunny, Amy. You have no talent. It's not because they're, you know, alt-right trolls. There are not even enough alt-right trolls to actually do that, to, you know... Uh, shift the rating system. So what did Netflix do? They got rid of the rating system. You know? They can get away with that, kind of. You know, because people still use Netflix regardless of the ratings. But Yelp is built on ratings. Like, that's the point of it. So either they're going to change their rating system at some point, because they keep doing this, or they're just going to keep doing what they're doing, which is purging reviews they don't like, you know, for PR reasons. Yeah, like honestly, I don't even use Yelp. Like, I I just use like if I'm gonna go somewhere, I'm gonna probably just use like the Google Maps thing. Yeah. Not that they're any better, you know. They're probably just as bad, but like oh, I haven't totally had right. cause I've had I've had businesses, you know, uh, I've been in charge of their like social media accounts, and I've like set up to use uh, you know Google the Google one, and mm. that's a lot. They're they're generally pretty good though. They can be a little bit obnoxious with their verification, like. They sent an actual letter to the business address and that we had to go and put a code that was on the letter. I was like, come on, you're Google. You had to go do this on the computer. A but, fucking letter? I didn't know they, Google knew how to send letters. Yeah, apparently they did. I mean, they, they did. <laughs> and then they gave us like a little code we had to go for and they couldn't just send like a, a text or something. But anyways, you know, yeah. that's my experiences with that. But, uh, you know, let's... We'll move on to the next topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we've been covering these pretty good. But this is a smart topic, but it happened today. And I just have to mention because he's my favorite CNN reporter, Jim Acosta. Um, if you don't know who Jim Acosta is, he is the guy that interrupted Trump when he was doing a press conference during the transition. Trump was asking somebody a question. Jim Acosta keeps interrupting him and doesn't shut up. So Trump just says, quiet, quiet, quiet. You'll stop being rude. And he finally just says, you are fake news. Shuts him the fuck down and moves on to somebody else. You know, back to the person he was originally calling on. Um, and Jim Acosta's done all kinds of stunts with Trump. He's interrupted him. He's done this at the press briefings. And more recently, people got to know his, you know, celebrity wannabe face when he was at the North Korea summit, literally shouting out questions while they were signing historic documents, you know, of denuclearization. Uh, with North Korea and all that stuff. Like, the guy is just a prick. Like, he is... His tweets are morally condescending. He's biased. He acts like he's objective, but he's biased as can, you can be. Like, he is peak fake news CNN. Um, I think he's been caught in some lies before and whatnot, misrepresentations, all kinds of stuff. Like, I just can't stand the guy because he is everything wrong with journalism. Because he's, one, not a journalist. Yes, he goes on the ground and he reports stuff, but that's not what he really wants to do. He wants to become a celebrity. Like, there was like a hot mic leaked of him saying, you know, at the summit, like, if I'm not in that fucking room, like, I'm going to be pissed or something like that. 
Like, he literally said fucking, like, he cursed on this hot mic. Like, he just wants to be a celebrity. And he's doing all kinds of stunts to be the guy that, oh, I stood up to Trump. Look how brave I am. So this is nothing new for Jim. But Jim is finally getting some shit flung back at him. Because he was at the Trump rally today where Trump was stumping for a um, McMaster. Not, not the McMaster that was forming in his cabinet, but McMaster is running in a, uh, some state election. I honestly forget which state. Uh, and he was at the Trump rally and people... <laughs> so funny... This is like, they were shouting uh, during like his, because he was, you know, he's at the rally live and he's got in the backdrop and, you know, he's talking to Wolf Blitzer from it and people are shouting, CNN sucks, CNN sucks. And they're holding up signs that say CNN sucks. And it's getting in the, the, um, the, uh, uh, the, the, the video of him. It's in the background so you can see it. Is so funny, and then there's like this old lady that just goes at him and says, "Go home, Jim. Go home, Jim." <laughs> it's like nobody. Like first of all, I know what Jim Acosta is gonna fucking say on Twitter. He's gonna say this disturbing rhetoric, this anti, this disturbing anti-free press rhetoric at the Trump rally is un-American and um, uh, what's the favorite word they like to use? Uh, fascist. Fascist and unprecedented. It's another one they love. You know, he's going to say something like that. Like, just pisses me off the shit he says. But, you know, it, it's time you finally get fucked, Jim. Like, I'm not saying literally. I'm just saying it's finally time that you've actually not gotten a free pass with all the crap you've been pulling. Because you're deliberately rude, disruptive, and unproductive to our society by just creating division and be, you know, through your rudeness and through your misrepresentation, hatred of Trump, you're not helping anyone. You're not a real journalist. You are fake news, Jim. Go home. Yeah, yeah, that's how I feel. He's, you know, they want to go and say, oh, this is a free, you know, they're not even the press. They're just like a propaganda arm of the uh, Democratic Party at this point. They're not, they're not press. They're like, uh, they're, they're not even really news. Like they might do news things once in a while, but I won't call them news. They're mostly just, uh, you know, their personal opinions, their takes on things. Yeah. They're not news. You know, they want to go and call up Fox News. They're even worse. You know, I I've, I used to have, like, CNN and then I never watched it once. I was so glad when I switched my uh, TV plan because <laughs> now it doesn't have anything but Fox because they're the only ones that I can stand. Even they can be a little bit left-wing at times. You know, they can even be – yeah, Fox is – like, I've actually gone gotten to dislike Fox and cable news just in general because it's it, – it, it's so like if you don't if you watch the opinion people because if you watch like um a uh, brett bear he's very fair at six o'clock it's pretty much straight news with commentary from guests he has on but if you're watching like tucker and hannity and laura ingram i i genuinely can't watch a lot of that anymore because it's it's cut up you don't get much out of these you know guests they have on it's super rushed hannity like always interrupts his guests which annoys me but and, you know, some of them are too biased for my taste. But it's still better than CNN. Because CNN is 100% a day. Trump hatred. Let's bash Trump. Let's, you know, show how bad Trump is. Let's just give our opinion. And it tarnishes and hurts the people that work for these news organizations that actually do actual journalism. Because there are people that work for these, you know, agents, you know, these news sources that actually go on the ground and report stuff factually. But that's a small percentage and why is that because it's expensive you don't see any investigative journalism anymore because it's very expensive and many of these outlets like cnn and fox news and many others actually just get news from ap you'll see at the bottom or at the top we'll say from ap or sources ap you know they they just rewrite what the ap does you know like they're not really doing anything like say what you will about fucking infowars but at least infowars actually sends reporters on the ground well, like the AP, they're they're biased too. I've seen a couple articles about them. You probably know more of this than I do, where they do, where they'll say things that are just like flat out wrong at times and like politically biased to the left. They used to be pretty good, but lately, I don't know. Yeah, I've been disappointed with them recently because I love AP because they are, you know, they are probably the most unbiased and the most just straight facts, like traditional news and they write in traditional ap style format all that jazz 
you know, but they have done some stuff that's really disappointing recently. Like when a terrorist says Abu Akbar, they've been saying it's it's God is great. You know, it's like okay, that's not what they said, and that's kind of a misrepresentation that can make people think, you know, that he was speaking English or he wasn't a Muslim or he was a Christian. Like that's not fair. And they've been doing stuff where they've been, you know, they've done stuff that's just flat out wrong. They've done some retractions, which I'll give them credit for. You know, I, I, I always say, like, please do a retraction. If you're wrong, say it. I think we should all encourage that. But they have not been on their top game recently. It's disappointed me. Well, and here's the thing, too. When they say, you know, when they quote people who say, Allah Akbar, uh, Allah Akbar as God is great, that's not actually an entirely accurate uh, representation of what that actually means. Because yeah. what it really means is my God is greater and it's implied that, you know, you're God. So it's like saying my God's greater than your God. You know, this is the best. And that's that's a, that's what they really should be saying it as. But, you know, just say what they're saying because everyone knows. You know, if you see God is great on there, you know what they're really saying. So nobody, you know, most people don't say that in English. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> it tends to be, you know, a, a translation of, you know, this Arabic phrase. But anyway, you know, yeah. I saw recently that uh, Trump, he ordered, he's creating a uh, space force. And yes. Forces. Now, now, here's my opinion on that, you know. On the one hand, I love it. I'd love to see space marines, you know, like sort of that Warhammer 40K, <laughs> you know, sort of thing out in the space. You know, they'll go over there with these, like, giant machine guns and mechs and stuff. You know, realistically, that's not going to happen. And honestly, Aww. I mean, I think that's necessary. Just, you know, give it a couple years, like probably 20 years down the line. But it's good, it's good to go and think forward. However, I would think that, like, a cyber force would probably be more important at this, at this time. So I know mm. that, like, the... Their National Guard, the Army, the Navy, all of their cyber divisions. But I think we better just have, like, one major cyber division. And each of them can have, like, smaller parts. But just, like, because then you could go and change the requirements for that. Because, honestly, to be in the cyber division, you wouldn't need to, like, necessarily, you know, meet the same requirements as a Marine would. Or, like, some of the Air Force. Because you're just going to be on a computer, you know, somewhere doing cyber things. Unless you're, like, espionage. But, you know. I think that would make more sense to do that, but I, I do think that like having a space force is pretty uh, cool and forward thinking. Your thoughts? So you saying there's like the Virgin Cyber Force versus the Chad Marine? <laughs> like yeah, like you know people yeah you kind of it just doesn't make any sense. Like why would a guy who's going to go on the computer all day have to like run <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. files in like twenty minutes or whatever it is or like fifteen minutes? I don't know what the requirements are. You know it doesn't make sense for him. No, that's actually a very interesting idea. I actually like how you thought of that. Because, like, some people didn't think a Space Force was necessary because they're like, oh, that's what the Air Force kind of deals with. But, you know, as we have more satellites in space and as China's, you know, getting, you know, ahead and stealing our you know, intellectual property and our technology and now becoming a competitor in space, you know, we have to be prepared for that. And, you know, for artificial intelligence on the rise, too, got to be prepared for that, you know, stuff, too. But, uh you know, it's one of those things that I, I'm glad Trump's doing it. It's a nice forward-thinking thing. It's going to look great in his legacy. It's going to be a very, you know, major accomplishment. I think people look back on it uh, greatly. Um, I can't wait to see the logo for it, but literal Star Wars, like, bring it on. <laughs> the quote. Like, bring it, like, in a clone trooper or stormtrooper uniforms. I think that'd be pretty badass. <laughs> that would be. I mean, no, or, like, or like Warhammer 40k Space Marines. I'm just like tied, you know, because I think Stormtroopers look badass, but then left would be like, oh, you know, he's going to be like white. Darth Vader and evil. But look, okay, Clone Troopers then. Yes. You know, I think that would be pretty cool. I saw some people doing this Stark Trek crap, and that doesn't look cool at all. I think Stormtroopers <laughs> would be pretty badass. Yes. Really, I, you know, vote on the comments what you think uh, they should look like. <laughs> You know, if you have any, like, uh, images on, like, an image or something, you know, link send to that. Send your designs. <laughs> yeah, send your, send your designs in, you know. Uh, we should do a contest. Dude, instead, instead of a draw Muhammad contest, it's draw, like, a fucking Space Force uh, uniform. Yeah, we're going to get, like, an email address for that. Yes. I've all, for now, send it to our uh, social media, which is the links in the description. It should be our handle is... Uh, I think at the moment it's at Versa News Media. It's been a little complicated trying to get a fucking uh, Twitter handle, but uh, 
If not, do the hashtag real news uncensored and I'll definitely see it there. But uh, yeah, please do that. We'll, that'd put be fun. The email, we'll put a link to the email once we uh, make that. So yeah. Yeah. I have one email, but I have to create another one because we went through a uh, identity crisis and changed our name. <laughs> Change, uh, retransition to a new name. <laughs> yeah, so but this I, is, this isn't even but, my final form. But I think you know, after maybe you know, like, uh, how much do you think we want? Like a twenty at least, twenty-five. What so are you talking about? Like uh, you know, either votes or uh, you know something for the for the audience. Then we will announce the winner. Oh yeah, um, yeah. If we get like twenty-five between twenty-five and fifty votes, like yeah, we'll announce a winner. I mean, we're thinking optimistically at this point, but, you know. Yeah, especially, you know, props out to you if you do your own OC for this. You know, well, if you do your own OC for it in one of the uh, upcoming videos, like we'll do some video and we'll feature that and put a link to your works, I guess. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think if we, you know, if we get any submissions, <laughs> if we, we'll definitely put um, all of them, like, in the video, like, in the next episode, maybe, or maybe or, make, like, a separate At least episode. the winner, at least the winner, they'll definitely get on, and they'll get a special shot on that, like, maybe some runners-up or something. Oh, yeah, we'll do, we could do a winner and a second place, third place, and maybe a um, uh, honorary mention if we're feeling generous. <laughs> yeah, please send those in, you know. Yes. But, Man. you know, next, you know, on to the next topic, you know, we have this Peter Fonda guy, I think husband to that, uh, you know, Henry Jane, Jane Fonda, the one who like went over in the Vietnam, like protested. Man. I think he's the uh, brother. Let me fact check that while you look that up. Yeah, while it's you... someone, you know, it's, it's related in some ways to Hanoi Jane. So, you know, you know, he's a piece <laughs> of crap. Yeah. Anyways, he had a tweet and he said, <coughs> we should rip Baron Trump from his mother's arms and put him in a cage with pedophiles. And see if mother will stand up against a giant arsehole she is married to. 90 million people in the streets on the same weekend in the country. You know, uh, fuck. That's yeah. what uh, Peter Fonda verbatim, you know, except I use arse instead of asshole. You know, I guess I said it now, so you know, I also said fuck. Okay, so. thanks, YouTube, for demonetizing us. <laughs> well, you were, you, were, you were bringing a little potty mouth earlier. I mean, this is uncensored <laughs> anyway. So. It is uncensored. That's why I'm doing it, so fuck it. <laughs> We'll do it live. But, you know, anyways, he was saying that he wants Baron Trump with, uh, you know, have him get, implying that he wants Baron Trump to be sexually assaulted because he doesn't like Trump. Like, you know, that's that's really messed up. And yeah. I, I hope that he has, yeah, like Melania Trump uh, notify the Secret Service of the threat. You know, I hope that he gets, like, arrested for that. You know, I hope he gets something that happened to him. Because I know, like, what was, who was that, uh, Cat Scratch Fever guy. Uh, I have no clue. He was in the NRA and he did like rock and roll music in like the 70s and stuff. I think a Ted Nugent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He got the Secret Service on him when he said like if, if Obama gets elected, I'll either be in jail or dead. And he got a Secret Service called and like they went to his house. So they should at least do that to this guy because he's, you know, he's going after kids. This guy's a threat. You know, he's you know, a disgusting human being. You want to talk about a deplorable person, like he's Probably actually human. deplorable. You know, actually, I actually kind of like the word deplorable. That's kind of got a nice ring to it. So, I mean, he's even worse. He's just, like, satanic. Yeah, there's something wrong with this guy. I mean, anybody that tweets that out all in caps, too, like, I just imagine him yelling it, too. And he did some, like, weird interview, you know, like, um... Oh, wait, no, that was a different guy. Sorry. I was thinking of somebody else. But, yeah, this guy, like, you know, first of all, if you want to be mad at Trump in terms of Donald Trump, you send your shit at Tr Donald Trump, not Baron Trump. Baron Trump did nothing wrong. He's just a kid. You know, I, I hate it when any side attacks the children of the president, you know, because of what the president is doing. Like, kids are doing nothing. They're just there, you know, and they've been thrown into the public eye now. And, you know, you're honestly causing them emotional and, you know, personal harm by saying this stuff because they see this stuff and you know you know it, it, it screws up a young mind because they're not this is not normal for them it's like when uh kathy griffin did the thing with the trump head which was totally unfunny the decapitated trump head that was all bloody and she was holding it up in that stupid picture 
She claimed it was a joke, but I, I didn't understand how it was a joke. And apparently Baron Trump saw that on TV and thought his dad had been decapitated and he freaked out and Melania was like in the room when that happened. So it's like, I know it's going to sound like a leftist talking point, but yes, you have freedom of speech, but it doesn't mean there you have freedom from consequences. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, they had Roseanne Barr, and yep. she got you know, her show canceled because she, you know, tweeted and called someone a monkey. And, you know, this guy, he's, you know, this is a lot worse. This is like a threat of, you know, like raping a child, you oh, know, yeah. putting a child in a situation where he's going to get raped. And guess what? He's still having a movie pulled out. You know, people need to go and protest Sony and go and start emailing them because this is BS. Why is it that, like, you know, Roseanne said something? It wasn't even all that bad, to be honest with you. Yeah, it was just stupid what she said. Like, what this guy said is worse than stupid. It's, like, sick, and, you know, you could argue it's a threat. Yeah, it's a violent threat. You know, and this is disgusting when you say stuff like this. Like, I think Trump derangement syndrome needs to be listed in the ICD-10 or whatever it is as a uh, real psychological condition. Because people... All over, just like freaking out. Yeah, like the girl threatened, you know, when Trump got elected, she was like threatening to, you know, kill herself. There was like a meme of that girl. You have people just like freaking on the streets. They had like a scream. There's like a scream event where they just, oh, you know, yeah. and like I think that at Pittsburgh, that I think in State College, that all across the country where they just, you know, screamed that they're you know, complaining. That's that's the way they get invent. But this is an inappropriate way to vent. And I hope that he gets. Um, he gets his just uh, desserts. Yeah, yeah. I again, the double standard can be more blatant, as we've already said. Where it's outrage when Roseanne does something, it's outrage when Ted Nugent says something. But this happens crickets. Uh, you know, it's just this is all like I remember. Scams was talking about that we, yo, with Kanye, with Trump, with all these great things happening, we should have a summer of love. Everybody should be coming together. It should be great stuff. The Democrats are so mad, so mad that Trump is successful, that they are turning a, a potential summer of love into a summer of hate. There's PETA, PETA, I almost said PETA too. PETA. PETA. Well, that's a lovely organization. Peter Fond is saying this crap. The thing that happened, the uh, uh, Sarah Sanders being thrown out of a restaurant, Maxine Waters calling for the harassment of Trump supporters, and now, you know, all this other little stuff that you've heard come out, it's just snowballing into all this mean, vitriolic hatred stuff. You know, where Bill Maher also says that he hopes that there's a recession so that we can get rid of Trump. Gee, Bill, I mean, I know you're, you're well and dandy in your ivory tower, but some people need to get by and can't afford a recession for the sake of their family and their, you know, security and their putting food on the table. But, you know, just keep going with your show that makes money on HBO and you don't have to worry about recession. But, you know, I digress. But my point is, is that this elitist arrogance is peaking right now to hatred levels, organized hatred levels, because now they're organizing protests against, you know, people, um, uh, you know, that are related to the Trump administration or even in the Trump administration. Because Maxine Waters said a thing um where she was uh, going on about, um, i trying to think of it, she was in like some sort of rally thing. Oh yeah, she was saying that you should refuse service to, you know, people in the Trump admin, you should do this, you should do that. She was you know, basically encouraging what they did to Sarah Sanders, and then some. Uh, and it's just getting out of hand. And you're getting to a point where, you know, midterms are coming up. The Democrats are supposed to be, trying to win this thing but they literally are acting like they're trying to lose it because this is just bad optics you don't win anything you have no moral high ground you have no ground at all to stand on nobody likes you for this you might energize some people and that would be people that are going to already vote for you but you don't win people in the middle you don't win on the side votes it just looks stupid and bad and chuck schumer is trying to save the sinking ship today by condemning what maxine waters is saying but Good fucking luck at this point. You know, it's just... I, I just hate this stuff because it's mainly fueled by the media. And it's just... It's so unproductive. And it makes people hate each other already more than we already do. You know, it's just... Oh, it's depressing. Yeah, it's... You know, they want to go and say, oh, you know, Trump's the... Trump, it's the left. 
You know, oh, yeah. I've had people on Facebook, they, they defriended me over you know, after the election. It was never Republicans. I've never defriended someone over political views. I might, <coughs> you know, disagree with them, but I won't attack them personally. But, you know, it's just nowadays, you know, the liberals are like, oh, everything sucks, everything's terrible. You know, you know it's just so crazy, you can't even walk outside. You know, it's not really all that much different than it was, you know, the day before the election. Yeah, yeah. I'd argue it's safer now because, well, no, 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 sorry, I backtrack. I, it was safer because, you know, crime has technically been going down and Trump's been cleaning up a lot. But now I'm feeling more unsafe now as a, you know, not I'm not even like a far right person. I'm just moderately right. Just as a Trump supporter, I feel unsafe walking out of a MAGA hat because people are getting so batshit crazy. Oh, absolutely. And I feel like this election pushed me much farther to the right one them political compasses and i used to be relatively you know i'd be you know upper you know relatively close to the middle now i'm like i'm farther Far than right. uh who who was that one lady who was that one lady in britain the iron maiden oh um uh iron lady it's um oh she was match thatcher margaret thatcher yeah i'm like i'm somewhere around that that, that area right now it's just gone mm. to the point where like I, I've just been like uh, like red pilled on so much things. Just seeing this media, it's it's made me lose my faith in democracy. To be honest with, we're not a democracy. Just, <laughs> you know, like the concepts of democracy, the concepts you know that the average person you know, it's just it's just made me lose faith in the in the average no. person. See, this is where I say, when people say that they are wrong because democracy still works because we had two big things just in one year. We had Brexit and Trump. The system still works. You just have to work, and you will get it. Uh, you'll, we'll see how long it works once we open up the borders. You know, it just, you know, Trump, I think, you know, I was listening to Stefan uh, Malinox, <laughs> and he was, uh, I, I do listen to him quite a bit. He's very, you know, he's a little bit, of, he can be arrogant at times and a little bit annoying, but he does make some very good points, and I agree with a lot of what he says, especially regarding the free market. Now, you know, he was, he did say something to the lines of, um, you know, it's, it, you know, Trump may have postponed the inevitable for maybe 20 years. Same thing with McCarthy, but all it takes is like one real crazy leftist to get in, like another Obama, if we get like a Hillary Clinton's, you know, a Bernie Sanders in office, that everything that just happened will go away. Well, you know, don't need to just open up the borders a little bit and then boom. You know, well, thankfully, perfect. our system prevents crazies from getting in, and we, um, what Trump's doing is a lot of things that are permanent because he wants to go the legislative route, which is when you do that, it's much harder to undo that. Um, like that's where Obama made some mistakes, is that he did a lot of like his sort of you know legacy Keystone Obama things through executive order, and they've been completely ripped up. Like, day one, Trump would rip stuff up and overturn them because you can overturn when the new president comes in with executive orders. And he's doing it right now. Like, he's making Obama look like an utter fool, you know? And look look at, like, North Korea. Like, Obama did nothing with that. He kicked the can down the road. He turned down Dennis Rodman, you know, who you could argue it's like, okay, Dennis is a little goofy. But he spoke with Kim, and he had something to tell Obama. But Obama didn't listen. Trump listened. And Trump has been making lots of progress. Um any final thoughts overall with all this? But it's, you know, because it's, it's an interesting time we're living in. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I think this topic definitely needs uh, more discussion at some point. Yeah. But uh, anyways, yeah, I, I just feel like we live in a country that's become so divided. I honestly don't think, you know, the current way that things are going, where we have relatively civil society, is going to be able to last too much longer given the... Um, you know, in the illegal immigration, the increase of the welfare state, increase of taxes, you know, very little government accountability. You know, even the new, even the Trump uh, tax plan, there is still making a huge deficit. You know, he may have lowered it a little bit, but, you know, at least lowered the inertia, the acceleration into the, into mm. the floor, but he hasn't really done anything to eliminate it. it does, it's not reducing it. It's just lowering the amount it's increasing. Yeah, like I love the tax cuts and they're generally a good thing, but yeah, you got to cut spending. Well, yeah, but the thing is, you know, the left won't let them do it, and, that, and that's another thing too. 
Like, you know, with DACA, that was something that was put on by Obama, and the courts ruled that Trump can't get rid of it. Like, that, does, that doesn't make any sense. Really? You know, they that? I think he already got rid of it, though. I don't think. Like, they, they keep postponing it with the courts and all this other crap. Oh. I think that, it, like, the courts are getting involved in places they shouldn't be involved in. Like, they have way overstepped their boundaries, and there's really no... There's very few checks on the court, you know, the way it's been interpreted that they can go and do broad decisions. Like, Well, it's those Ninth Circuit District Courts that are, like, super wacky. And once it gets to the Supreme Court, like, Trump has always won. That doesn't mean, you know, I'm not saying, oh, you know, that you know, Trump is always right with these things. No, what I'm saying is that Trump has done stuff that has been within his legal bounds, and the Supreme Court is, you know, ruling correctly. Like, they ruled that the Muslim ban, you know, well, sorry, I don't want to say that because it's it is not a muslim ban the travel ban was 100 percent legal you know in the second revision they ruled it okay they rule you know a lot of things um you know okay so that that's what's great is that the supreme court is the ultimate check and they've gotten things right like nine times out of ten uh it's they still have way too much power i think like even the founders disagree with them they saw this but anyways no, yeah. I think uh, I think we mostly hit every every major uh, article. Now you know we missed the uh, the IG report. Yeah. I think we'll have another video on that. And I recently also watched the uh, Farmlands video by Lauren Southern. Mm. I think I'll do a movie review and maybe you can watch yeah. it too because it's one hundred percent free. Yep. Yeah, I encourage everybody to watch that. Support Lauren because uh, you know. I may not always agree with her, but I generally do. Like, she's a very smart, young, hot conservative uh, that's doing great work. Um, she produced that Farmlands documentary with Kaylin Robertson, who I've been following a lot. He's a very talented young filmmaker, and he's been helping out with Tommy Robinson. He's been a spokesperson trying to hashtag free Tommy. Um, so I will always, you know, watch their stuff. And, you know, even if you don't like Lauren, just look at because it... It's showing something that not many people are talking about, which is, you know, the violence and the, uh, you know, uh, basically uprising that's happening against white South African farmers. Because, you know, people always like to talk to talk of, you know, Black Lives Matter and all this. But it's like, to me, it's like if there's a problem happening in the community, let's talk about it, Let's look at it. So just look at it and see what you think. And we'll talk about maybe in, in the review next time. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we could make that into a whole topic and then. Yeah, Africa situation, but that's we'll figure that out when the time comes. But definitely look forward to the movie review. But uh, you know, have a have a wonderful night, y'all, and uh, hopefully next week won't be so uh, just downright just vulgar with all the crazy <laughs> news. Hopefully we'll have summer, uh, beautiful skies and warm fields. Yeah, yeah. Spread love, people, not hate. I know it sounds cliche, but. I genuinely want people to actually just sit down and have a conversation. Don't harass people. Just spread love and peace, honestly. We'll see you guys next time. Adios. Peace. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with more Real News.